0: There is a fierce battle going on and it isn't being covered by CNN or Fox News, it is not thousands of miles away, and as truly awful and tragic as the current war in Ukraine truly is, the consequences of this fierce battle are somehow infinitely more costly more important than any worldly conflict in all of human history because this fierce battle has eternal consequences. I'm talking about spiritual warfare. And this war is happening in each and every one of our souls right now. There could even be some sort of enemy tactic trying to make you not listen to me right now or maybe distract you just a little bit so you miss something. Who knows? The battle is happening right now. Christ battled Satan in the desert, enduring temptation after temptation. And so too, each one of us is currently battling spiritual forces that want to disrupt destroy, discourage, manipulate, and pester us until we abandon our truest identity in God, until we give up, until we lose hope. Now, this sort of temptation is normal. It's just the way it is. But my question for you this morning is, are you actively fighting in this battle? You might not be having many wins, but are you at least fighting in this battle? Are you taking up arms against your enemy who is prowling like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour? Because if, if you aren't even in this fight, then I hate to break it to you, but you are losing this battle. But here's the good news. God is here to save us, and we are in this together as the body of Christ, as the entire church. We are God's beloved children, and he wants to deliver us. That's what God is all about. This Lent, he desires to give all of us a deeper freedom from all of those influences and all of those evil spirits that are trying to break us down and keep us from the one thing that matters, intimacy with God. All of our readings today deal with deliverance from evil. Our first reading from the book of Deuteronomy recounted the way in which God delivered his people from the oppressive hands of Pharaoh. The ancient church fathers always compared Pharaoh to Satan, Both Pharaoh and the devil sought only to enslave, manipulate, kill, and destroy. But thankfully, the Lord does not leave his people enslaved and broken down in Egypt, does he? As the scriptures say, he brought us out of Egypt with his strong hand and outstretched arm, with terrifying power, with signs and wonders. God struck down and destroyed Pharaoh and his chariots in the Red Sea, washing them all away, didn't he? Setting the Israelites free to go and enjoy the promised land. The church has always seen in this beautiful story a powerful foreshadowing of Jesus delivering us from the clutches of the devil, freeing us from slavery to sin and disobedience through the cleansing waters of baptism. Our psalm today is also all about God's powerful deliverance from evil forces. Specifically, it speaks about the authority that we do have by our baptism as Christians over the power of the devil. You shall tread upon the asp and the viper. You shall trample down the lion and the dragon. We are not defenseless against temptation. So have confidence. Because we can tread upon the serpent. We can trample the dragon. How? How do we do that? Well, certainly not by our own strength. We are weakness itself. But our second reading from Paul's letter to the Romans gives us the key. Everyone, he says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone. The name of Jesus is powerful, it drives out demons. The name of the Lord, Jesus, is itself a prayer that terrifies and disarms hell. So use it. Call on Jesus. Say his name. Don't be embarrassed by it. That's one of the greatest tactics of the enemy, isn't it? To make us feel a little bit embarrassed to say Jesus. And please, please do not ever try to fight the devil without that name. Because you will lose. But don't give up. Because this fierce battle is a daily fight. St. Faustina once said concerning spiritual warfare I begin my day with battle and end it with battle. As soon as I conquer one obstacle, ten more appear to take its place. Now, I find that very, very relatable. I don't know about you. But I am not worried, she says, because I know that this is the time of struggle not peace. Let that sink in for a moment. This is the time for struggle, not peace. We're all struggling in one way or another, but you do not have to struggle by sheer willpower alone. In fact, if you try to do it that way, if you try to win that way by gritting your teeth and white-knuckling it, You will lose this fierce battle for your soul. We need God's grace. We can't do it without his help. I recently learned a very simple and very powerful prayer method for deliverance, adapted from a book that someone shared with me called Unbound, and I I recommend that book to you if you're interested. It's called Unbound. And there are five basic steps to this prayer for deliverance. And I would like to teach you this uh, prayer this morning so that you can call on the name of the Lord and then receive freedom and receive deliverance. The steps are these Forgive me, forgive them, renounce, claim, and then bless. So I'll explain those. So the first step is to. Ask Jesus for forgiveness. Ask him for forgiveness for a particular sin, a particular destructive pattern or spirit that we have identified in our lives. So let's take, for example, sinful anxiety, right? I think maybe all of us, to some degree or another, struggle with this worrying, right? So you might begin by praying something like this. Jesus, please forgive me for any sinful anxiety in my life. Anything that I am unduly worrying about. The second step is to then ask the Lord to forgive anyone in your life who has helped to instill that sinful pattern into you, has contributed to that. So we might pray something along the lines of this. Jesus, please forgive anybody who helped instill this spirit of anxiety in me. Forgive them for leading me down this path. The third step is to then renounce the evil spirit directly. In the powerful name of our Lord, calling on Jesus. And so we pray, in the name of Jesus, I renounce the spirit of sinful anxiety. I reject it. I don't need it. I don't want it. The fourth step is then to command that spirit, again, in the name of Jesus, to leave, to go away. Again, claiming that power of the name of the Lord, praying something like, in the name of Jesus, I command this spirit of sinful anxiety to leave right now, right now. And then we believe that that is possible because God is powerful. The fifth and final step is also very crucial because after asking Jesus to drive out that destructive spirit, we want to then invite his blessings to come and rush into us and fill us up with good things, with blessed things. And so you could pray something like this, Jesus, please bless me with trust and with a firm conviction of your presence in my life. Let me never be controlled by fear. Give me freedom to love you. Forgive me. Forgive them. Renounce. Command. And then ask for blessing. You can repeat that five-step process over and over and over with various different kinds of sins and faults and struggles whenever you discern something new that needs to be healed in your heart. So try praying it for things like bitterness or hopelessness, or lust, or pride, or stubbornness, or envy, or distrust, anything. I've recently begun to try incorporating this into my daily prayer, and it's been very liberating. I have a long ways to go. I still need a lot of healing and a lot of deliverance myself. But I I pray that this little method, this simple little method, will be a blessing to you as well. I could go on and on about this topic, and if you want to hear more, I'm happy to share. But at this point, I will resist that temptation and uh, leave you with just a word of encouragement. God wants you to win this fierce battle. In fact, he wants you to win more than you want to win. The Lord has, in fact, already won. And so this Lent, take the first step of claiming that victory in his name.